You know, I hope that we all, my prayer is that we all experience one of the verses in the second to the last song. And nothing is better. Nothing is better than Him. Nothing else satisfies. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. My prayer is that you find out that He is the only one that can satisfy. Throughout my life, looking back, you, I don't, you don't have to start anything if you didn't, but I've tried to fill that area in my life where only God belongs with a variety of things. And we can so easily forget that He is the only one that satisfies. And the younger you can learn this, the better. Because there's a lot of wasted time. But He is the Redeemer of time. He can redeem the time that maybe you've wasted chasing things that won't satisfy, that will leave you wanting. And that is what we're going to be getting into today. But uh, He is the faithful one. No matter how many times you try to fill that void, no matter how many times you try to chase down something else other than Him for your satisfaction, He's still chasing you the whole time. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. No matter how dumb we can be, He still chases us down. He'll never, ever, ever give up on you. Like I said before, it's for somebody. It's a reminder for me, at, at least, that God is good. All right, let's, let's open in prayer. How about that? Holy Spirit, I just thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you for teaching us today, for helping us today, for comforting us today. We give you place. Holy Spirit, have your way. Lead us into all truth in it. Give us revelation of the word that we're hearing today. We believe that we receive everything that you have in store for us today. And bring back, I pray, to our remembrance those things that we've heard, the word that we have heard. And we resist the enemy trying to steal the word from our hearts that is being sown today. And Lord, we just thank you for your goodness and your grace. We Boldly come to the throne of grace, knowing that we find mercy and grace in the time of need, because we are never not in need of your mercy. We are never not in need of more of your grace. And we believe that we receive that right now. And I pray, Lord, that you would give us all ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, church. Well, I'm excited. I've been really enjoying this um, series we're in.
And uh, we can you believe it? We are in week 14, week 14 of this series. And uh, and uh, I'm, I, like I said, I'm just I really enjoy it. Um, I usually remind us, but go back if you've missed one or two here or there. Um, I know you haven't heard them all, even if you've never missed one. You still haven't heard it all. So do yourself a favor. Go back and maybe catch up, listen to some uh, some weeks, and uh, get refreshed. Uh, last week, I so enjoyed it. Um, I listened to it a, a couple times over, and uh, last week was was so, so good uh, on the, the benefits of praying in the Spirit, and uh, it was so good. And uh, I would encourage you to go back and, and check that out. But again, we... You know, on our website, podcast, YouTube, um, all the things, you know. I'm, I'm sure you can figure it out. If you don't know, ask your grandkids. They know so uh, how to do this. So uh, this week we'll be discussing the importance of developing a relationship with Holy Spirit. Developing a relationship with Holy Spirit. So we're going to get right into the Word and start in 1 Corinthians 2. So 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 10. says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. How many know the things that are referenced in this scripture are good, right? They're good things. Holy Spirit knows the plans that he has for us. Um, If we value Holy Spirit in a relationship with him, he is eager to reveal these plans to you, these good things. I don't know if you remember a few weeks back we read a scripture, I believe in Psalm, that talked about books written in heaven that pertain to you, that pertain to your life, the plans and the purposes for your life. And these are the plans and the purposes that God, by His Holy Spirit, wants to reveal to you as you step into this very desired relationship that Holy Spirit wants to have with each and every one of us. He knows the plans that God has laid for us. And, uh, you know, he's not, he's not confused about that. Uh, he, he knows confusion is not from God. The Godhead, there's no confusion in the Godhead. Like I prayed or mentioned a few seconds ago, even when we make dumb decisions, I know none of you do that. I'm guilty of it a few times. Even when we do that and we appear to get off course, God does not give up on us. It's just like a really good GPS. It's all about recalculating, reordering those steps. The steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. Amen? I believe that. So no matter how off we can seem to get, Holy Spirit knows the plans. 
knows the purposes and will recalculate in the Spirit and help guide us back onto the, the path. So he wants to reveal the plans of God for us way more than we want to receive them. Do you believe that? He is way more eager for you to step in than, than you are even aware what's going on. So that's good. We have someone who's capable living on the inside of us, the great Holy Spirit, the great teacher, the great helper, the great comforter, who is chomping at the bit to reveal the plans of God for our lives. He cannot wait for you to see it. And he is the revealer of all truth. And that's good. We get the, the best help. Uh, you can't say enough good about that, right? Let's go to the Gospel of John now. The Gospel of John 14, verses 16 through 17. It says, I, and I will pray the Father. This is Jesus praying. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So the most important thing we see here and it's a prerequisite to developing a relationship with Holy Spirit is being born again. As we see toward the end of this verse, it says the world cannot receive Holy Spirit. And that's because they have not received Jesus yet. So uh, the prerequisite, one of the prerequisites to having a relationship with Holy Spirit is first you must be born again. At that born-again experience, Holy Spirit is actually baptizing you into the body of Christ. You need that new life, resurrection life, that only comes from Jesus. If you haven't done that, do you know how easy he made it for you? It's so easy. So at 13 years old, I've shared this, but I saw my need for a Savior. The reality is, spiritually, I was dead as a doornail. I was absolutely dead. And then one day, at 13 years old, Holy Spirit revealed to me my need for a Savior. And I cried out to Jesus, and he saved me. He accomplished that 2,000 years ago. I received it on March 3rd, 1983. But Romans 10, 9, and 10 tells us very simply that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So when you decide in your heart, when you re re realize Whoever's listening to me and needs to hear this, open your ears. Jesus is always ready to resurrect your dead spirit. He is the way, 
the truth, and the life. Amen? The Word of God says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. His arm is not too short. I don't care how far you think you've gone. I don't care how out of, off the path you've gone. His arm is not too short to save. And God is good. And you can do that right now. And I'll, I'll be glad to pray with you today if you'd like. But God desires for you to come to him, to be resurrected from spiritual death to life. So I'm getting off on that, but somebody needed to hear that. But that's a prerequisite. First, are we on? Okay. That's a prerequisite. Entering into a relationship with the Holy Spirit is being born again. Receiving salvation. That only comes through Jesus. And the second most important thing in developing a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit is receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit that we see talked about in the book of Acts. Hold that thought. We're going to be back next week and teaching about that very thing, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I hope you are here and uh, hope you don't miss that. It's going to be awesome. And then the third most, I think, important thing is develop in developing a relationship with Holy Spirit is praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues, which comes when you receive the baptism in Holy Spirit. We learned about that last week, didn't we? And again, I, I can't tell you how awesome I thought that was, and please go back and give that a listen. But on this subject of praying in the Spirit, it praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues, that heavenly language that we receive upon receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it, it, it heightens our sensitivity to the leading of Holy Spirit. Our spirit is praying. We learn this. It's our spirit praying. And the place Holy Spirit dwells is our spirit. You're praying the perfect will of God over whatever situation. Your mind is unfruitful. We learned about this. Again, go back and listen to last week. Get caught up. I'm not tired of reminding you. I need reminding, but praying in the Spirit will heighten your sensitivity, and you are really praying the perfect will of God because it's the Holy Spirit who is giving, who is living in your spirit, giving you the utterance, and you're speaking it out. You know why the devil hates this? Because he doesn't understand what you're saying. So annoy him. <laughs> Be a pest to the devil. I've been a big pest to the devil. I was here all, the whole drive here. I got to drive alone this morning. Yeah. It was loud in that car. I don't know what I was saying, but it was good. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Isn't that beautiful? We are one spirit with Jesus. Why would you ever want to separate from that? You can't. Good luck. Not going to happen. 
You are one spirit with him. And that is so, so comforting. Amen? The more time we spend with Holy Spirit, the more distinct and clear his voice becomes. I've learned this over time. Just kind of like a, a great illustration of this is spouses who've been married for a long time, right? My wife doesn't call me up and say, hey, this is Jen. Sometimes she'll say, it's me. I never say, who's me? No, usually it's just I pick up the phone or whatever and we're off talking. So why is that? Well, I've spent nearly 30 years with this woman. And I know her voice. I can pick her voice out of a crowd. I know her laughter. I can pick her laughter out. And it's because of the time we've spent together. It's very, I mean, this is common sense stuff. But you know it as well as I do. If you've been married long enough, you don't, you don't have to ask who's calling when your spouse calls. So the same in the spirit. The more time we spend with him, aware of him, practicing his presence, just being aware. It's as simple as this. Like you could be going through your day and just taking pause, whether you're you could driving your car and you're you could be in the shower, whatever you're you're doing, even at work and the hustle and bustle, whatever that might look like, and just stop and and say, Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are you're with me. And I thank you for your presence. I don't feel goosebumps. I don't feel warm fuzzies. But I don't go by my feelings. You are in me. You live and, ab and abide in my spirit. You're in my spirit. I take you wherever I go. So thank you for bringing comfort to me, for teaching me, for helping me. Just doing that is a great start. It's practicing his presence. And then, again, take it a few steps further and Take advantage of those moments where you are alone or maybe you can get up before anybody else does. I have to. So, but I just take advantage of that. And I know I'm not alone, but I have the helper and the comforter and the teacher living on the inside of me. The one who raised Jesus from the dead lives in me, lives in you. That's a great advantage you have and a great access you have to all the wisdom you will ever need. Again, the one who knows everything about everything lives and abides in us. And that's such beautiful truth. The truth is that, you know, Holy Spirit is 24-7 that he's with us. Um, the big question is, are we present to him? Are we going to acknowledge his presence, just like I mentioned. And um, are we considering his presence? Are we considering his will in a situation we may be facing? Do we ever stop and think, okay, I can go two ways or three ways or ten ways with this? Holy Spirit, what way 
should I go? And just stopping and taking pause. And are, are we considering his word? Are we considering his heart on the situation in our lives? You know, do, or do, do we rush in? I, I, I'm so guilty. Lord Jesus, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. I'm so guilty of not necessarily verbally or externally or expressively, but inside flying off the handle emotionally. Like when I, a situation may arise at the, in the blink of an eye, and I'm just like, it's almost like an inner panic. And like, ah! You know, and what do I do? And slowly, a good thing is I keep my mouth shut. I'm starting to learn that. And I'll walk away from the situation or give myself some time or I see myself going in a certain direction. I'm like, you know what? No, this is not going to help at all. And I believe it's Holy Spirit arresting my attention. And then when I gather and calm myself down a little bit, Holy Spirit, help. It's as simple as that. Help me to know what to do or what not to do. Who can you damage in that moment when you're not thinking straight? Who can you hurt emotionally? I'm not talking about physical abuse here, but who can you change a relationship with when you're emotionally erratic and you want to just let it fly. I pray Holy Spirit would arrest all of our attention in those moments. Because I avoided a couple of those this week. Actually, at work, I wasn't ready to tear into anybody that they weren't there at the moment. I opened up my email, and I'm like, I panicked on something. We're not going to go into those details. But I immediately had this flood of anxiety try to like take over. And I started talking to my boss and then I stopped and I said, you know what? I should stop talking. Let me check everything out and I'll get back with you. And I started praying in tongues under my breath. <laughs> Holy Spirit, help. This is ridiculous that I'm I just step into my day and I'm already feeling this craziness. And at the end of it all, it was fine. Thank God for my boss. He's like, let's roll the dice on this one. Let it go. Okay. So if anything happens, it's his fault. <clears throat> but that's how I could have gotten so off track and going down a road and started emailing the person that emailed me and started reading them the riot act and it could have gotten ugly but thank god it didn't and i'm learning i'm like like i've said a couple weeks ago we never stop learning to walk this out and i thank god that i've been especially in the last few weeks in this series asking for help quicker than 
later, whatever situation that can be. And in my situations, you would probably laugh and say, man, you can't take very much, can you? But we're all different. We're all learning. We're all in different journeys, right? So, all right. I got way off. I didn't plan on any of that, so apologize. But we need Holy Spirit. The bottom line is we need Holy Spirit in every area of our life, right? There's not one single part of your life that you don't need Holy Spirit involved in, uh, whether that's our marriages, whether it's our parenting, our jobs, our ministries, a.k.a. serving, um, in our finances, in our physical health arena, um, just everyday decision-making. I mean, when you kind of break it down, how foolish it is, is it that maybe we face a problem you don't need to know everything about everything, but you have that one in you. You have wisdom in you, and he can actually direct you to someone that can speak to you, you know, just for example, or that can help you. I mean, for crying out loud, Mark, I didn't mean to say this, but I'm giving Mark credit and props for Wednesday night. I had an issue with my vehicle. I was told my brake lights were on, and uh, that was one of those moments where I wanted to panic. I'm like, oh my gosh, my battery, and all this stuff. Well, long story short, Mark came out. He knew what was going on, checked it out, showed me what was wrong, got home. I literally put a cork in it, and the job is fixed. So, thank you, Mark. Awesome. But, yeah, I was getting anxious, and uh, about it was such a stupid small thing. But that's, you know, I'm just being an open book. I'm sorry. But I literally, uh, I literally did use a cork to uh, remedy the situation. I'll tell you later. Anyway, so my wife's like, so you can stick a cork in it. And it's fine. So, yeah. So, it's good. Man, sometimes I wonder, how do they keep letting me up here? All right. So there isn't one area in our lives that we don't need Holy Spirit as our helper. And, um. And that's the truth, right? We can't do anything without him. But aren't you glad we are not without him? Amen? We're never, never without him. And uh, we just need to make our hearts and minds present to him, really. That's what it comes down to. Is he, Like I said, he's always eager uh, to reveal to us the plans God has for us and the purposes God has for us. And... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll typically follow, people typically follow what they're most full of, right? So if you're full of the knowledge, of the world's knowledge, you're going to start reasoning the way the world reasons, and the wisdom of the world is what? Foolishness to God, right? And you could be full of fear, and you could, you could go down that road, and your decisions are motivated by fear, you will be wrong 99% of the time. You know, you could fill in this blank with, with anything, but typically we, we um, follow what we're full of and, and how important is it to be being filled with Holy Spirit. That's who we need to be full of, the wisdom of God. Amen? So... I think that's good truth right there. So to be full of the Holy Spirit is always 
the best thing to be full of because he always has the best for us, right? He always reveals to us the plans of God, which are the best plans for our life. Let's go John 14. Let's read John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. It's very important to sow the word. Pastor Chad mentioned this earlier in the opening. To sow the word in our heart. It's very important. So that Holy Spirit has something to bring back to our remembrance. Amen? If, if we don't sow the word in our heart, and it can take root and grow, we want it to produce a harvest. We want it to produce fruit. Also, we want something there for Holy Spirit to bring back to our remembrance. It's uncanny, and I'm sure we've all experienced this at some time or another, where you're in a situation or you're thinking of something and, and just out of nowhere this scripture arises up out of your spirit and whether it encourages you, brings wisdom for that moment, um, points you in a direction, um, correction, brings correction, right? The Word of God is profitable for reproof or correction, for instruction, for edification, all those cool things. But it's because you sowed the Word in your heart, and that can be in many forms, right? We can read the Word ourselves. We can listen to the Word being preached and taught. However you want to do that, there's no wrong way to do it, to sow the word in your heart. But we want Holy Spirit to have something to bring back to our remembrance. And, you know, Jesus in his ministry, we see his ministry on earth. He was filled with Holy Spirit. Right? He was filled with Holy Spirit. He was led by the Spirit. Right away, he was led out into the wilderness, right? 40 days by the Holy Spirit, it says. And... Um, he followed the Holy Spirit through his earthly ministry. So it goes without saying, how much more do we need Holy Spirit? If we're called ambassadors for Christ in the Word, we're supposed to look just like Jesus. Oh, the audacity we have to say we don't need to be filled with Holy Spirit. Right? I could be really mean right now <laughs> and tell you, but who do we think we are? to say we don't need this relationship in our life, this intimacy with Holy Spirit, this continuous infilling of Holy Spirit. We need this in our lives. I, you can't talk me out of it. We need this in our lives. Jesus was our model. He was our example. And um, just in that, in, in Jesus' ministry where he you see, he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. He was operating, being led by the Spirit, full of the Spirit, who knows everything about everyone. And he will help us in our lives help people because he knows everything about everyone in our lives, whether it's our spouses, our children, um, whatever the case may be, 
Remember we opened up, I think it was about the second week, um, we mentioned a prayer that we could pray. Lord, make me a blessing to others today. And that's a continual thing. I Since I went over that, I continuously pray that every day. I may not do it right when I wake up and forget, but Holy Spirit reminds me. So I pray, Lord, make me a blessing to others today. I mean, that's just making yourself vulnerable right there. And I want to be, we want to be instruments. We, wanna, we talked about being yielded, willing vessels. That's all he requires, just the willingness to allow him to flow through and to impact and affect those around you. You know, I'm a, I like books. As of late, I haven't been able to read a ton. If I had it my way, I would be waking up, sitting on the chair with a coffee, reading books until I go back to sleep. I love, I love to read books, but uh, I mean, I just need some time to do that. But audiobooks, I can read those. But anyways, you can read books. You can. There's nothing wrong with reading books and educating yourself on topics like marriage. Have we all any any of us read those marriage books? And parenting and all that stuff, right? But you can read books till you're tired of reading books and uh, collect all the information you want. But guess what? You still need the Holy Spirit. You still need a teacher to teach you how to be married. You still need a teacher to teach you how to raise your kids. Because he knows everything about everyone, right? The you know books you read, they're most of the time they're they're very general, right? So they're not they don't know your kids, they don't know your wife, they don't know your situation or whatever. I'm not saying don't read books, don't educate yourself, don't I'm not saying that. But don't think that you've got it all figured out by reading a book. Because we still need Holy Spirit. There may we need Holy Spirit to show us things we might need in those books and things we need to erase from those books. I don't know, but we'll never not need his direction in our life. And um, speaking of books, can I throw something out here? Uh, Pastor Chad reminded me of this yesterday, but Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Have you ever heard of that book before? Good Morning, Holy Spirit, written by Benny Hinn. It is one of the greatest books on Holy Spirit that's ever been written, for sure. And uh, I would encourage you to go chase that book down, find it. And, uh, and read that, do yourself a favor, and read that. And uh, I think I actually started doing that yesterday. So, but it's a great book. But uh, going back to this, though, if you're a huge, huge book reader, or you just enjoy uh, educating yourself, always remember, you are not without the need for Holy Spirit and Him as your teacher. Amen? So as we develop our relationship with Him, um, He's going to show us how to, to minister uh, to our family, to our friends, our coworkers, whatever. That, that relationship with him is so vital. And so, it, I mean, it literally needs to be a best friendship, our relationship with Holy Spirit. Because he's never not around, right? That's the best, best friend. Sometimes it's hard to get a hold of your best friend but not with Holy Spirit. He, he should be our best friend. And um, I, I was walking from the kitchen to the couch yesterday, and uh, this 
statement just came up in my spirit. It says, I just heard more important than our earthly relationships is our relationship with Holy Spirit. For that will improve our earthly relationships. So your number one relationship should be with Holy Spirit. Because that will improve every relationship around you. I heard a pastor, one of my former pastors, say this. And I'm not saying it verbatim, but it's the idea. Staying full of Holy Spirit. Staying in that intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit is like having good oil in an engine, lubricating everything, keeping everything running smoothly. And it was just, it was such a simple picture. And that's really, you know, it's just a general illustration. But Holy Spirit in your life, Holy Spirit at work in your life, you staying full of Holy Spirit is like just a keeping everything smooth. Am I saying everything externally is going to be smooth for you? No. But in you, there's a peace. In you, he wants to minister that peace. You know, the fruit of the Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the self-control, the kindness, and the goodness, and all that. That's the fruit that he wants to see born in your life, produced in your life. And as we walk in this life in an intimate relationship with Holy Spirit, staying full, we're going to see that. It's I'm in those, I've, we've all experienced those moments probably, but I've experienced those moments where I, I should be like kind of freaking out or something, but I'm not. And it's supernatural peace by Holy Spirit being ministered at that moment. And uh, and that's that's just a, a, a major benefit of of our that relationship with Holy Spirit that that we need to be uh, walking. Um, another way to develop our relationship with the Holy Spirit is practicing instant obedience to His leading. Right? Yeah, I'll give you some examples of this. So, have you ever been prompted? Uh, whether it, it doesn't have to be in a church setting, but prompted to, to give or to bless somebody with something monetarily, whatever that is. It, it kind of like maybe came out of nowhere, but just a prompting, like, oh, I, I, I want to bless this person. Or it could be in church. It could be, uh, you're, you're, it could be you're listening to somebody and, and really getting a lot of, um, you're gleaning a lot of wisdom from somebody who's teaching you the word or whatever, and you just have a prompting to, to bless that ministry or something. So that's instant obedience would be, you know, as soon as you can, just follow that prompting and act on that prompting. Um, could be um, prompted to, to pray for someone. I've, I've come to the point where um, anytime somebody, you know, says, I, I, hey, if you remember, could you pray for me? Well, I've, I'm done saying, yeah, I'll, I'll pray for you. I'm like, let's do it right now. Because later I, I'm telling myself I'm, I might not do it. So, because who knows how many people I'll be talking to in the next few minutes after that. But I pray right then. So that's that's that would be uh, an example of in instant obedience, um, prompted to call someone, right? 
someone maybe who's not on your mind, hasn't been on your mind forever, and boom, they come up in your mind, and you have a prompting. I, you, your heart's drawn to, I should reach out to them. Well, as soon as that's possible, do that. And of course, we're in the day and age of texting. You could shoot them a text and, and say, hey, can we talk soon or something? But that's that would be an example of instant obedience to Holy Spirit because um, it's not coincidence. It's not coincidence. Holy Spirit is is leading you and prompting you and trying to get you to walk in a certain direction or do or, or do something because He wants to get through to that person. He wants to affect a situation. He wants to use you to do it, right? Rivers of living water out of our innermost being or or prompted, even prompted to give a word of encouragement to somebody. Um, what, you know, it could, so simple. And I've said this in the past few weeks or whatever. Just such a, whether it's just a smile or whatever, just letting somebody know, hey, you look like you're, is everything okay? You know, um, anything I can do? What I, I don't know. It could be just something trivial. You, but just to reach out, if you're prompted by the Spirit, saying, hey, Everything okay? I, I'll, is there anything I can pray with you about or, or whatever? Um, we've all experienced that, right? So that would be, these are examples of, of, of stepping out in instant o- obedience. And, and the more we act um, in obedience to the Holy Spirit's prompting, the easier it's going to be to keep doing it, right? Because as we see the results of that, stepping out in obedience, as we see the results, what is that going to do in our heart? It's going to bring encouragement to us that, hey, I hear Holy Spirit. I know His voice. I'm acting on this. I can see, I see the results. He, he met the need in this situation. Or He blessed this person through me. It doesn't matter if it was me, but I got to partner with Holy Spirit in this. Right? So it, it's an encouragement, and we start building up uh, Gathering testimonies, right? That we can use as weapons against the enemy, <laughs> right? Like when the enemy comes and lies to you and say, oh, whatever the lie is. No, 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 no. No, I saw God. I saw God come into this situation before and fix it. I saw God bring freedom to this before. I saw God deal with this person's addiction before and he brought freedom. So you can't lie to me, right? So these are all good things to do just to act on as you sense that it, it most likely won't be an audible voice. It'll be a prompting. It'll be a still small voice. It'll be a, an inner witness in you, drawing you in a direction. And in those moments, just stop for a moment and say, Holy Spirit, what are you trying to say? What do you want to say? Again, we talked about that in the last week. What do you want to do in this situation? What do you want me to do in this situation? So it's it's exciting. This is it's an exciting life when you start partnering with Holy Spirit. Um I, I would hate for anybody, and I, I can look back, we can all look back with regret. I wish I would have dot dot dot, right? So let's 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 change the the way that happens and and start being quick to obey whatever that looks like in your life and not look back and say 
I wish I had, but look back and say, man, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I called that person. I'm glad I asked if they needed prayer. Sometimes you ask somebody if they needed prayer and they're ready to unload on you. So just be ready. Because people, people are hurting. And uh, I want to be one of those who are, are partnering with Holy Spirit to, to help that situation. And it's not about you. It's just about being willing, right? Willing vessels, yielded vessels. So, um, in closing, um, we can all, all see here that having an intimate personal relationship with the Holy Spirit um, and living a supernatural life in partnership with Him is, is, is so vital. It's, let me just go as far as saying this it's not an option. If you want to live a victorious life in Christ, you need. First of all, to be born again. You need a relationship with Holy Spirit. We all need that constant infilling. It's, it, it's, it's not a difficult life when, when we step into what God has planned for us. Um, Holy Spirit, again, desires this more than, than we desire it. He just is so eager to reveal God's plans and purposes for our life. Um, it just really comes down to, to trusting Him, to acknowledging Him, to depend on Him, to desire to give a, a hearing ear to Him. That's why I opened in prayer. Give us ears to hear. I pray that our sensitivity to His voice is always, always being heightened in our lives. And, and again, the more we respond to that leading the more easy it's going to be and the more um, the more aware we're going to be in, in developing that um, in our lives but uh, we are in a third great awakening whether you know it or not and like I just said a few seconds ago in this third great awakening it's not, it's not optional. A whole intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit is not optional if we want to see victory in our lives. Yeah, I, I don't know if you agree with that, but I agree with that. God is not done with this nation. He's not. I believe the fire of the Holy Spirit just like is going to blaze across this nation. Just like a long time ago, not a long time ago, a few months ago, Pastor Chad read that prophecy from Kenneth Hagin back in, in the 60s or something, I think it was. Talking about seeing tongues of fire on this nation. I'm excited and I want to be ready. I do not want to take lightly this invitation of the Lord to step into intimacy with Holy Spirit and to be 
an effective impact in this third great awakening. Oh, fill us all, Lord. That's my prayer, is that you would just take hold of these truths, take hold of God's desire. Don't just sit on it, but take action. Take a step forward into it. Know that He wants to reveal Himself to you by the Spirit that is John, we just learned today, and that Gospel of John. I'm going to close in prayer. If anybody needs prayer, don't hesitate. Come forward. We're going to close in worship. I'm going to close in prayer first. But if anybody needs prayer, come forward. We'll be glad to pray with you. Presence is here. Close the prayer. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for revealing Jesus to us. Thank you for bringing to our remembrance what we've heard today. We know that you are more eager for intimacy with us than we are with you. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would remind us consistently, constantly of your desire to partner with us, to walk with us, to teach us, to help us in every area of our lives. Lord, I pray that if there's anybody within the sound of my voice that doesn't know you, that they would cry out to you this instant. Your word says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Holy Spirit, draw the people to Jesus. Reveal Jesus to those who don't even know they need Him. Reveal the truth, Holy Spirit. And fill us all afresh today. Fill us to overflowing. The, we may experience those rivers of living water flowing from our innermost being, flooding this earth, flood this nation, Lord, with these rivers. We pray the fire of the Holy Spirit to just blaze across this nation. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity and the honor to be part of the third great awakening. Your will be done. Your will be done, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.